Hey friend, welcome to Sweat and Yoga's Love the Skin You're In podcast, where we sweat for a workout, yoga to feel something new. I'm your host, Sanchana Sonnenberg, lover of sweat and all the feels, sitcom junkie, hoop hearing enthusiast, and your realistic health and fitness bestie. Health and fitness has been hijacked by the entertainment and media, and I'm here to take it back so we can all love the skin we're in and learn to listen to our bodies. On to today's question. I got this cue from one of our email subscribers. Remember, you can always ask health and fitness questions in the Google form that's in the show notes. I will try to get to as many of them on the show as I can. Today's question, what is more important, diet or exercise? Hint, they're both important. The end. (laughs) Kidding. That's not the end of the podcast. That is not my full answer. Like always, and by always, I mean the last two episodes of the season, let's start with three things I'm grateful for slash excited about this week. Side note, remember in addition to lifting my own mood, this is a great reminder for you to take a moment and think of three things you're grateful for today. Go on, do it. I'll wait. I think that's enough. All right, so... The number one thing I'm grateful for is I have a little mini trampoline that I got a couple months ago. It has been a game changer. Honestly, such a small thing, but jumping on it just boosts my mood like a million percent. Plus, you know, the lymphatic drainage benefits, I'm sure, help. And honestly, it's like the only cardio I like to do. So there's that. Number two, um, I filled out all of my recent books that I've read on Goodreads and I'm actually on track to hit my goals this year. I mean, it's only February, I know, but still, uh, still, I kind of was launching my ebook at the start of January, so I kind of got behind and I thought I wouldn't be caught up, but here I am. And number three, after the epic Christmas disappointment we had with my nephew, um, we got him some books and puzzles and he opened them and responded with not what I expected. <laughs> so we scrounged pretty hard for his birthday and we went with some Ninja Legos and they seemed to hit the spot for him. It did also help that my brother-in-law is a great salesman and he definitely pumped him up about it because, you know, five-year-olds, they need to be pumped up a little bit. Anyway, those are my three things. Take a moment, think about yours. And now, on to the big question. All right, the big question diet or exercise, which one is more important? Which one should you focus on, the chicken or the egg? What came first? Personally, I understand and see the benefits of both and if you've ever lived like fully in alignment where you've just hit all of the checkpoints like eating getting getting enough rest also BTW which like I love that people look at like diet and uh, exercise as two separate parts but like there is a third component to that and I do believe that rest is just as important Um, and exercise like an optimal amount you know how in alignment you feel and how good it feels. Now, if you're brand new to a healthy lifestyle or, you know, if 
you've gotten out of sync with it and if you've gotten any of my ebooks you know as a movement instructor I'm definitely a little biased but I always tell my students my people my friends my family to start with movement aka exercise if it's available to them I'll explain that in a second the whole availability thing I'll explain later but yes if it's available to you I personally think the starting point as movement is great Speaking of ebooks, make sure you grab the free seven day glow up plan. It's a seven day workout plan to help you love the skin you're in. Head on over to sweatandyoga.com forward slash glow up week or check the show notes for the link. Okay, so why am I biased towards movement? Why do I think that movement's a little bit easier to start with? Um, Let me give you five reasons. And not necessarily that it's more important. I just personally feel that it's more easily accessible than diet necessarily. And so it's an easier barrier to entry. So number one, it can start with as little as like five minutes a day, especially if you're mostly sedentary and you're like beginner, beginner, or you haven't worked out in a really long time five minutes matters like going for a walk for five minutes matters you do not need to be sweating it out in the gym for two hours for you to actually call it movement or exercise or whatever five minute walk matters which brings me into point number two it can be that simple it can be a walk it can be some skipping it can be like a couple of squats every time you're about to sit down on the toilet i know seeing all like the crazy fitness instagram like all of those accounts can be overwhelming and it's like you need to do like a backflip into a handstand into a whatever in order to like weight lift or you need to be able to squat 300 pounds or you need to be able to do a specific kind of good morning or deadlift or whatever like girl i encourage everyone to just like take five minutes and get up from your desk especially if you sit for the whole day get up from your desk walk around a little bit go go to the toilet, do 10 squats, even if you don't have to go, that's it. That's starting a healthy lifestyle. It may not be Instagram worthy. It may not be super fancy and all of the things. It might not make like a super cool video, but it matters to your health. So if you're just beginning, highly encourage that. Number three, especially, especially in the beginning, I personally feel there is a much easier barrier to entry. So, um, and honestly, if if I'm being 100% honest, if Corona has taught us anything, it's the fact that even for non-beginners, like well, people well into their fitness journey, starting back at like bodyweight training with minimal equipment is possible and it can still be challenging. So unfortunately with diet, a lot of the time, either you need to learn some things or you need to incorporate, buy new ingredients or buy new equipment or, you know, find the time to learn how to cook something or to learn how to do whatever it is so nice to be able to go for a walk and say i did something for my health in the beginning it's like a nice little check in the box and additionally i mean like 
I feel like I, I got so many questions in the question box of like, what kind of shoes do I need? What kind of equipment do I need? What kind of like, um, workout wear do I need? Should I buy these kind of leggings or whatever? Like girl, if you don't have a window near where you plan on working out and you know how to do some squats and some push-ups and some crunches and whatever else, girl, you can do it ass naked with no shoes on. It is perfectly fine. Preferably, I don't like wearing shoes. If I am like weightlifting or I'm doing bodyweight work, I do not enjoy wearing shoes. I feel like you get a lot more grounded, a lot more connected to the earth. You get a lot more mobility through your feet. You catch your compensation patterns so much more. Yeah, you don't need anything. And honestly, who doesn't have like an old pair of gym shorts they can throw on? Probably very few people. Maybe if you're like an extreme purger. But yeah, you don't need anything fancy to begin working out. Whereas like if you want to have a smoothie daily, while I think that's a great suggestion, you have to go out and buy a blender if you don't own one, right? So there's something, like something needs to be bought. Whereas you can stop, drop, and roll right now and do 10 squats and that's movement, right? Point number four, um, with following a specific quote-unquote diet and also don't even get me started on the word diet and what people think it is because of the health and fitness industry like oh gosh i'm gonna need a whole podcast for that anyway it might get you really great results i hope it does uh depending on what it is that you choose and how it works for your body the thing is you might eat something that makes you bloaty gassy or like plummets your energy level or you know you're going to cancun for a week and you skip your diet while you're on vacation honestly at the end of that week or you know like when you're feeling in the midst of that bloatiness or whatever it can have you feeling like you're starting at square one and that can feel really disheartening Um, especially if you've like struggled to get to the point that you are and then all of a sudden something throws you off kilter like that whereas with exercise I feel like the gains while they're they may be slightly slower than overhauling your entire diet I think you also lose them um, a little bit slower as well And, and not even necessarily lose them but it's easier to dial it back right like it's easier just to be like, okay, well, I haven't worked out in a week, so instead of normally I do 10 push-ups, I can do eight today. And it doesn't feel as much like a defeat as if you all of a sudden just wake up super bloated and not feeling good, right? And and that encourages you to keep going, right? Like you can you can modify it and you can do like you can take five minutes and just do something and it's like you're back in the swing of things. Whereas with diet, you might have to prepare something, you might have to do something. There's, there's more to it. Again, love a good diet. I think it's great if you want to start there and if that's your main option, and I'll talk about that in a second, but like stop, drop, and roll and do 10 squats right now, you know? And then the last thing, I think it is easier to make movement a habit and then build on from there. So um, with a diet, a lot of the time, like I said, you there's like a larger barrier to entry because you'll need to learn something and you'll need to put it into practice like before you can comfortably venture outside of it. So for example, let's say you plan your week of meals of a diet and your friend's like, you know what? Hey girl, I want to go for lunch today. You have to be pretty comfortable with your diet and things that you know you can or cannot have and what's going to set off your digestion or whatever in the midst of your diet 
in order for you to be like, yeah, that's fine. I'll go to this restaurant and I'll choose, you know, whatever I want that's going to work with my body today. And it can definitely throw you off kilter a lot easier. Whereas like with movement, if you get up, you start with like 10 squats, 10 push-ups, 10 burpees or whatever. And that's it. Like that, that can be the start to your day. And it makes it so much easier. Like it's just easier to create that habit. And then once you have the habit, you can either exercise more, you can add on different things, you can try on out different things and you can add on the diet portion. So yeah, those are, those are kind of my reasons for thinking that exercise is like slightly easier for the majority of people to get into. I said if it's accessible to you or available to you what I meant by this is some people legit cannot commit to the exercise like they maybe don't have five minutes a day to go for a walk like one of my friends is a mom of two kids has a full-time job runs a successful business on the side makes all of the meals for her family like girl has zero time to dedicate to moving her body other than like the required movement while she's doing all of these things Um, And then some people have injuries or limitations in their movement. Like in these cases, of course, diet is more important because it's more accessible. I only say exercise is easier to start with because to most people, it is more accessible. But like realistically, the thing that's most important to start with is the thing you have the ability to do and to commit to and to create a habit out of. So if you are just starting and you're in one of those situations that I mentioned or another reason why you can't commit to exercise start with diet and like make it super super simple like I would encourage you to start by choosing quote-unquote cleaner don't like that word I just can't think of another one options where you can like make it easy for yourself so for example just like learn learn to read labels the two things you want to look for in labels that's the easiest is a see if you know what most of the ingredients are i mean there's like a million different ways to say a bunch of the shady ingredients so like obviously you're not going to know all of them but see if you can know most of them and then b pick ones with as little ingredient in them as possible so for example if you're picking a bag of potato chips and i love potato chips because i do feel like these are very much like there is a wide range of something like potato chips so you you have two bags of chips in your hand and you flip it over and the first one says like potatoes oil salt and maybe like one other ingredient and then the second one says like 75 ingredients 90 percent of them don't even look like they're the english language they probably go with the first one right like is the second one even a potato anymore who knows right so and yeah like just choose raw ingredients where you can so Um, Another great example is if you can choose the, like there's those Ben, no, I don't need, I don't know what they're called, but the, the like pre-made rice, you just like mash up and put in the microwave. Again, for convenience purposes, it's great. I use it. It's no judgment whatsoever. But if you can, if it's an option for you, then sure, choose, make your rice from scratch. You know, there's not a ton of crap added to it when it's done like that. And, you know, if you are busy and you need something, like, pre-prepped for you, there's great options. I mean, like, in our area of Canada, we've got 
anywhere from like I know a couple people that do like they just come in and pre-prep or pre-make food for their clients and then there's also the option of things like the good food box or most countries I think have HelloFresh at this point um we loved good food like we would choose the ones that didn't have like soy and gluten in them because my husband can't eat soy and gluten and most of the time we ended up with like fairly simple ingredients which was great like outsourcing those things if you are too busy is definitely an option just trying to sort of pare down on the amount of ingredients I think is kind of key like the amount of things you don't know what it is again we're and it's perfectly fine to go out and have a burger and not know what the ingredients in the mayo like it's fine don't make it a thing it's just more so when you have the opportunity make it a conscious choice that's all So yeah, general summary, the most important place to start is the place that's easiest for you, that you can make a habit out of, like, yeah, just start. Because once you see results, you can build on that momentum and you'll actually want to add things into that routine. That's really all I have to say. Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend so we can all get healthy in a realistic way and love the skin we're in you next time friend also all the links i mentioned in any of the segments will be in the show description so don't forget to check that out if you are looking to get healthier all right catch you soon bye